drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Bloods. Milk is for babies. When you grow up, you have to drink beer. That's from Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor. He said that with a period, though. He didn't say it like all loud like that. When you grow up, you have beer. to drink beer. 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 Well, the, the beer is implied. Beer. The, the period ratifies the previous sentence and Ugh. makes the beer become beer. Why do you have to have one of those to end a sentence? Have what? A period? Yeah. Well, it's just the natural cycle of life. Mm. Sometimes yeah. you get a heavy flow at the I end of a sentence. Guess it happens. Uh, welcome to Brew Bloods episode <laughs> 77 here in the, the uh, late stages of November. We're heading into winter. Uh, we're, of course, wearing three parkers each. Mark's got a little chilly. He's sitting a little the fire. Chilly. Icicles growing off my nose. And his nipples. And my nipples. Yeah. I'm sitting on heating pad. I've got a coal stove right next to me. You were able to wedge a heating pad into that chair you grew into? I did. Oh, okay. You stuff it in just into the niches that <laughs> haven't grown up with skin. Fair enough. I figured you could stick it up your poop hole. You have to find some ways to survive in such a dreary, <laughs> right. uh, a dreary winter as we have in Texas. <laughs> Somewhere around 80 degrees every day. We're going to have to have a separate uh, vinyl all about you growing into a chair. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a whole separate thing. That should really just be a full-on Time Life documentary. <laughs> that really requires vidya. The man who grew into a chair. Netflix series com- or Netflix documentary. I, no, it's not good enough for Netflix. It's <laughs> it's really good enough for, like, TLC, The Learning Channel. <laughs> that could be a whole series on The Learning Channel. Isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say. It's like, uh, what was it, Little People, Big Life or whatever it was called? Sure. It's man in chair doesn't live normally. Mike that's and Molly and their 20 kids or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, yes, the one, one of whom molested other kids, and yet right. he's still getting his own show, and somehow not being canceled by that stupid channel. And could be molesting other kids. All knows? we learned from I that, don't know that. All we learned from that channel is that people with 20 kids... Molest people? ...have kids that molest other people. Hmm. That's all I've learned from that channel. And yeah. it's a fact, according to the Learning Channel. According the, to TLC, it's a fact. And the little people buy farms in Oregon and then get divorced. That's true, and yet they're, some, they're somehow still mil- millionaires. Right, Exactly. So let's talk about a little bit of news. We missed news. a couple of things in the past couple of weeks in early November. Uh, one of which was Starbucks is uh, trying to get into the uh, craft beer game somewhat. 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 Uh, they are, um, well, they've kind of reached uh, peak burn coffee with uh, their Starbucks locations out there. Maybe not peak. They haven't invaded literally every corner. But Mostly, they're though. close enough. Mostly, though. They've definitely drowned out a few other uh, you can craft almost coffee, walk to a, coffees. Uh, yeah, you can almost walk to a Starbucks from wherever you are. Yeah, so they've got these Starbucks evening stores for the more dapper and uh, condescending hey, drinker, uh, coffee drinker out there. I like to have beers at night at Starbucks. Oh, I like to mix my coffee with beer because they've introduced the Espresso Cloud IPA. That sounds so arrogant. It does. Espresso Cloud. It's but it, dude, it's espresso. It's not espresso. We're not on a, a oh, freaking me. train. Come on, get it right. Espresso. Excuse me. Get it right. There's no X in there. Did I say espresso? Excuse you said espresso. espresso. Man. God, it's like we're living in... I'm not a coffee guy. I'm a beer guy. That's true. You're not a coffee guy. That's true. You don't I drink Keurig coffee. That's true. Want? That's true. And Keurig drinkers always have always have an X in the we word We always espresso. say ex- espresso. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Innovation in your glass is how they advertise it, though. So they say that this drink is made by uh, taking espresso or espresso, and they shake it over ice with orange pieces of vanilla. As it's shaken, the espresso click creates a cloud of foam that is layered on top of an IPA after it's poured. Layered. 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 Cloud. Cloud. Espress. Espresso. Express your espresso self <laughs> with the Espresso Cloud IPA. Now, what they don't say is what IPA are they using? Are they using some Miller Lite IPA? 
Are they using a Starbucks? Does exist? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably from one of their high-end labels. Might be like um, a Goose Island or something. Maybe, but they don't. They don't want to say. Listen, this article in click to houston.com which is an extremely spare URL. Um, <laughs> it's the NBC station in Houston. Oh, really? Yeah. What a terrible, <laughs> terrible URL, by the way. Yeah, I agree. Makes you sound like some sort of the uh, spamware site. Click to Houston. Although it is also the one we got the Carbuck ar- uh, Carbuck article from last year. Worry about or that year? Last, last week. year? Uh, don't worry about that. I thought yeah. it was last year. So we don't know what uh, IPA it's made from. We're not going to take the time to look up that info, but uh, let's assume it's spare. We could play the video, but we're not going to. And we're not going to. Uh, do we? have any starbucks evening stores other than your local starbucksery that serves coffee uh, i think we do actually i think really? the one on northwest highway over here by us is so what you're saying is we need to go there and get an ipa with cloud espresso ipa we should i know that they did strike up a deal with uh, franconia and a couple other local breweries to start serving beer for their starbucks evenings so we definitely have starbucks evening stores and I believe that is the one. That is one that's Evening close to us. It's Starbucks. It's at night and it's coffee. So do they play rave music instead of the uh, depressing indie shoegazing stuff they play normally during the day. <laughs> exactly. It's just like depressed rave music. It's just you're still going to shoegaze, no matter what you're playing there. Yeah, of course. They hop you up on espresso and then they uh, <laughs> put depressing music on. It's really weird. Maybe they use uh, Paul Newman's own organic IPA. Maybe they use B cups. That would make sense. These beer cup machines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a powdered IPA. <laughs> exactly. It's an it's an interesting idea, I suppose. And we can't really pass judgment, although we will. We can't sure. really pass judgment um, until, until we, we have try to it. try it. Yeah. So we'll. Uh, I'm going to say it's it will fail. That's going to be my um, thing. You're but probably we'll right. You're probably right. Although if you enjoy the bitterness of an espresso, um, yeah, you might, and you enjoy the bitterness of an IPA, you might enjoy this. You give given the fact that you are an IPA um, expert and you're an True. IPA, you love IPAs. Expert. You love bitter. You might like this. I am, as Mel Gibson would say, an F and expert. I don't know why. Maybe you should play a concert sometime <laughs> of IPA. <laughs> Just drinking. I don't really know what you concert know, you're talking about. You make me want to smoke. <laughs> so we'll you see. Want me to, you want me to cut? You're begging for me to call you sugar teas. I am. Yeah. That's what you're begging. When you say, oh, I drink my Newman's own. Ooh, I have K-Cups. Ooh, you're begging me to call you sugar teas for your opinions about this beer. That's what I should do is go home and brew up a K-Cup and then pour it all over an IPA. See how it comes out. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you should get like a This rub- is my equivalent of the Starbucks idea. You should bl- yeah, brew up a cup of Newman's own espresso, pour it over a Russian River Pliny the Elder. That would be an espresso in that case. That's true. Espresso. Yes. Yes. So, Anthony Bourdain, one of my heroes. I love Anthony Bourdain. This, you do. This article came out a few weeks ago. And if I was, you can make love to Anthony Bourdain, you oh, would. Oh, dude, I would be a total power bottom for him. Absolutely. I love Anthony Bourdain. He is... He's not highfalutin. He's blunt in all the right places. I appreciate his attitude when it comes to food. Um, and I, I was kind of taken aback a little bit, but then I realized, you know what? I still like the guy. I understand what he's saying. When he said... Well, you don't have to dislike him. He kind of admonished craft beer drinkers. Uh, it, and I swear this article... It made headlines like at the beginning of November, but I swear this actual interview happened months ago on Thrillist. Right. And it suddenly like caught <clears throat> the internet's ear, or eye, I suppose, and yeah. became like this wildfire where, well, basically... He admonishes um, craft beer drinkers because uh, apparently craft beer drinkers admonish him for why are you drinking Swill? Why are you drinking a Bud Light? Why are you drinking a Coors Light? Uh, why are you drinking whatever green bottled confection that is right. available at hand wherever you are? The most generic lager of where whatever you can get. Yeah, and he, they ask him why are you you're passionate about food? Why are you not passionate about beer? And he said, I'm just not. He also says he's also not a wine aficionado. And then he proceeds to berate craft beer drinkers for 
sitting at a bar, drinking flights and, and taking notes or analyzing those flights. And he said the, the play, the bar is to get a little buzzed and pleasantly derange the senses and have a good time, and interact with other people or make bad decisions or feel bad about your life. Um, he said when he re- recently went to San Francisco, there were people sitting there with five small glasses in front of them, filled with different beers, taking notes. Here's the problem I have with that is Anthony Bourdain, you know, renowned chef has been a chef at restaurants where you get judged. Well, let's finish out what he said. He okay. said, quote, this is wrong. This is not what a bar is about. And he does not want to sit there and, quote, effing analyze beer. Yeah, he said it called, he called it uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. It, what he does, what he has done in his past is not that different. And for him to get on, I think, is a little bit, to get in there and, and rail against this is right. a little bit hypocritical. And he may, he may admit as such, but to say... He worked in an industry and does where they judge food. He has been a judge on food competitions and judging other people's food. That, now that was my whole that was my whole argument with it. If you want to say that people take it too far sometimes, that's perfectly fine if that's your opinion. But I, on the other hand, could drink a high end IPA and eat a uh, chicken fried chicken at the local sports grill here. And I'd be okay with that. So I'm like the opposite of him. Like, I'd rather have a high-end beer that I would, uh, quote-unquote, fuss over and then have low-end food than have this pretentious five-course different tiny bits of, uh, you know, of a meal or tiny portions of a meal and then have uh, the lowest of the low lager. So I feel like we're just opposite sides of the coin, and I think we could both coexist fine. That's my thought. You say that, but he fully admits that he's also someone who enjoys just your random street vendor hot dog. That he, he will do that. I mean, he does enjoy that stuff. So he's playing sure. both sides of it, but I don't understand where he can get off playing both sides of the food field and then and then turn around and, and sure. criticize the beer industry because it's still cul- it's still part of the culinary arts. So I don't see how he can get off criticizing people who judge that when you're doing that very thing in some of your shows. Now, I don't love him as much as you do, but I do like Anthony Bourdain. I do watch his CNN show. I think he's good, and I do enjoy I do enjoy the discussions he has about food and his whole concept of food bringing cultures together and cutting through the BS and all that. I, I like what he does with that. Um, and I don't disagree. I mean, I don't say he's wrong with that either. I think he's right with it. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Like my thought is, okay, you can get a little buzzed on craft beer and discuss all the craft beers of course. and the different stuff too. So you could do what he's talking about and do what they're doing. There's not well, really, it doesn't have to be a dividing line. And outside of the Muslim community or other non-drinking cultures, isn't beer, craft beer in many ways, bringing people together? I would say, or yeah, alcohol in general. Alcohol but, in general, of course. Craft beer can be in that mix every bit as much as the generic lager. Of course. It's, it's all part of the, the culinary art culture, which brings people together. They enjoy food and they enjoy getting libated. Sure. Uh, they enjoy getting effed up. And uh, it's part of that. I mean, there's, well, uh, you can enjoy a yeah. craft beer and analyze it and still enjoy the extremely intoxicating effects from the 19.8% a- <laughs> uh, ABV beer you just had. Well, maybe maybe we're not totally different because I, I bet he is similar about food than I am about beer. Let me let me rectify what I said. There are scenarios like went to the state fair not that long ago, had a couple of Miller Lights there, and I was perfectly fine with having a couple of Miller Lights and a couple of corn dogs, and I was okay with that. Just like when he talks about the fact that he has you know street tacos or a, a street hot dog or whatever, yeah. I can I can appreciate that. Uh, I just never go to the higher end food side. He just never goes to the higher end beer side. But I also don't say if someone is a foodie and they want to be that particular about that, that's perfectly fine too. I, it's, I think we're saying the same thing. I just don't understand why uh, why the attack on that sect. <laughs> that's the thing. I think basically it's enjoy what you want to enjoy, live and let live, 
if you enjoy it, enjoy it. Yep. Enjoy it to its fullest potential. Otherwise, shut up. Now, we'll say on the other side of that, um, or if we're going to flip coins over and over and go to the other side of the coin over and over. Heads. Um, craft beer people shouldn't whip his ass about not trying no. the local craft beer either. Not. If he doesn't want to do it, let him drink whatever he wants. Of course. Uh, we know the craft beer community can be pretty elitist and anal, too, um, as the foodies can. So... They shouldn't do that. I bet that's part of why he's acting like this about it, because they probably whip him all the time. Why didn't you try this IPA or this stout or whatever, wherever you were? And that, that, that's probably why it's happening. Uh, also, I mean, I don't know if this has anything to do with it. Maybe he's perfectly fine with his drinking and everything. Maybe he doesn't want to go way down the rabbit hole of high ABV beers and wine and everything, given his past about other things. It's possible. Maybe it's possible he, to stick with the, the lighter stuff. I don't you know. You say that, but plenty of, of uh, parts unknown uh, and uh, then no reservations before have featured him being thoroughly, thoroughly drunk. Has he? Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's nothing to do oh, with yeah. it then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's He was mostly caught up in heroin and cocaine. Right. Um, he's he's never shied away from alcohol. He's a, he he's a rare bird that way, though. Most yes. people that get caught up in that, they stop all of it. Yeah, yeah. No, he's fully into the alcohol. <laughs> when he, Although I don't think he, from what I've heard, he doesn't drink much at home. It's just when he goes out on the show, right. he gets fully, like... 50 sheets to the wind blitzed. Okay, fair enough. I, I don't recall seeing that in the ones I've seen, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, so the long short of it is enjoy what you want to enjoy, and don't admonish other people for enjoying something that you don't or that you consider beneath you. Right. Stop being an, stop being a beer bully, first of all, for the beer community, and just in general, stop being a fuck. <laughs> okay? Stop being a fuck. Man, somebody bleeps this episode. Stop being an internet commenter. Stop being someone who posts in the comments of a news site. Yes, I agree. Just stop. If you're someone, if you're going to say something that I would never ever want to read, or I would maybe I'd converse with one I'll respond to, stop being that person. Stop being a dick. Yeah. Don't do, do what you would do anonymously as if everyone knew who you were. Yes. Uh, I hate to quote <laughs> Will Wheaton on this, yeah. but the number one rule of the internet should be don't be a dick. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. So stop being a dick. So let's get on to let's get on to being dicks ourselves about some beer. We're probably going to insult. <laughs> let's go ahead and get elitist. Let's get elitist with it. But you know we're playing in that community. We're swimming in the we're swimming in those waters. We're swimming in the shallow end of uh, criticizing the beer industry. So let's do that. Let's criticize the beer. Let's critique uh, it. Let's critique. Let's make fun of. Let's maybe enjoy something from Uinta Brewing. Uinta, out of the great state of Utah. This episode of Brew Bloods is brought to you by Vagabond Saints, Hamilton, Ontario's premier independent and community-involved store where makers and artists can get together and have a fair shake of being marketed and noticed. Vagabond Saints is the exclusive home to Shady Harbinger and Deadly Grounds Coffee, which for you horror lovers out there, that is the only coffee that Room Org Magazine supports. Plus, they also carry Steel City Reflections bath and body products and clothing from Fat F*** Fashions. And right now, you can pre-order the new uh, Vagabond Saints shirt, the La Feminista. Check them out at VagabondSaints.com, or you can visit their store in person in Hamilton, Ontario, on Barton Street. They've supported us for a long time, and now it's time to show them some love back. Vagabond Saints, independent minds and independent designs. The first confusing term I ran into when I went on my first brewery tour years ago was liquor, which in brewing terms is just another name for water, or more specifically hot water that starts the brewing process by steeping the grains, just like tea. After all, when we think of liquor, most of us think of tossing back whiskey, vodka, gin, or tequila. 
The origins of the term have been lost to history, but the Oxford English Dictionary does mention a reference dating back to 1671, so the term has been around for quite some time. We also know that Trappist monks would punish their apprentices for calling liquor water. Some have speculated that liquor just refers to water that was of a suitable quality to brew beer, as in the dark days before Mr. Wizard, brewers couldn't change the mineral content of water, while some others speculate that it goes back to the ancient world, when beer and other distilled or fermented beverages were safer to drink than what was pulled out of the river. As you would expect, the quality of the water that goes into the brew greatly affects the final taste, and many towns like London, Burton-upon-Trent, and Munich all became famous for beer styles derived from the distinctive taste of their unique water sources. In modern times, though, we have the ability to filter water and change its properties to suit our needs. As we talked about recently in episode 4, Kona has breweries outside of Hawaii that produce their beer, but they're able to do it by altering the water in other towns so that it matches the property of the water in their hometown of Kailua, Kona. If you decide to brew your own beer, be very aware of how water will affect the outcome. The taste of the water isn't the only important factor. We could go down a rabbit hole with how each mineral can affect a beer, but know this. Hard water, which has a high concentration of minerals, can make the bitters from the hops taste astringent in a pale beer, while soft water, which has low concentration of minerals, allows the more delicate flavors to shine through. Hard water also lends itself to darker beers, as it will balance the acidity of roasted grains. So just remember, just as the quality of the water you put in your physical body can affect your health, so can the quality of water that you put into your beer body. Good liquor does a beer body good. Now, before we broke, before the break, you said the great state of Utah. I did. Is there? We just got past this election. One oh, thing. Yeah. One thing I had a problem with. Th- those results were interesting. Weren't they, they were super interesting. Now, one thing I have a problem with is that I feel like every state out there, especially when they're doing the um, in the primaries, when you're not going to get political. No, nah, just a little bit. Hmm. But every representative of the state will introduce it as the great state of insert the name of your state. I know, I was being that, generic. That needs to stop, because guess what? Not every state is created equal. I was being generic. I know you are. I know you were. But I feel like <laughs> you're you're sitting here being a homer for Utah, and I don't appreciate it. I don't know uh, much about Utah. A state I think I've been to once in my life. But, but I do know it has a lot of cool outdoor activities. If you like, uh, you know, mountains, yeah, mountainous sure, areas. Fine. And, you know, that, you like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you like desert. You like, uh, you, you enjoy being too. part of the Latter-day Saints. Fine, whatever. I'm just saying we need to stop with everybody issuing this descriptor of the great state because guess what? Not every state is the great. The great state of Delaware. Not every state is great. If you want to call out the is fact Delaware great? that I don't Delaware, yeah. uh, I'm going to say no. No, I'm going to say no. No. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I'm going to say no. No, I, I don't know. I've never been there, but I'm going to say no. Um, yeah. There, there are many times I want to say the Texas is not great. I would say nine times out of ten, I usually want to say Texas is not great. Occasionally, we do something great. But not most of the time. If you want to say, hey, we're home to the largest ball of twine and a giant, the, the tiniest <laughs> bottle of ketchup in the world. Fine. Call that out. They need to just change it to uh, calling it the great state of. They need to just change it to the perfectly average state of. Yeah. The, the mediocre state of. No, what I want people to do is call out something that is exceptional in your state. Yeah. If you have the largest bottle of uh, twine sure. or this tiniest bottle of ketchup in the world, call that out. Don't use Stop using this generic descriptor of because guess what? Not all states are created equal. And most states are pretty spare. And that was State Talk by Mark. That, that was State Talk. I'm just saying, yeah. get something original. Stop doing this That will bit. be a shorty vinyl. Yeah. State Talk by Mark. That'll also be in our Time Life comedy <laughs> special. That'll be on our, uh, our but, speech uh, disc. But we're less here to talk about Utah specifically and more to talk about a brewery that just happens to reside in Utah. Uh, yeah, sure. Exactly. Another brewery where I was confused by the name. How do yes. you say Uenta? It I, is Uenta. Yes. Apparently, I've, sometimes I've wanted to call it 
La Quinta. Right. Uinta. 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 Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like if you say a GUI, user right. interface ta. What is it? Yeah, but apparently it is Uinta, um, at least per the YouTube video I saw when someone was talking to the founder. And uh, he didn't correct them when they said Uinta, so that's what I went with. All right. Um, this brewery's been around since 1993, so it's not a dinosaur in the industry, but it's a pretty old one. I mean, 93's, you know, that's getting up there in the crappier game. So it's like Dinosaur Jr. It is. It's like Dinosaur Jr., you know. I mean, we were we were teens about to go into high school, and if a brewery was around then, then you know it's old, right? That's right. Because we're old. God we're old guys. Our reference to Dinosaur Jr. alone, <laughs> that, I think we'll tell that you that does date old. you a little bit, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, but yeah, they they're currently distributed to uh, thirty five different states, so they have a decent little uh, decent little distribution. I don't think I've ever gone out and actually actively bought any Uinta uh, beers. Uh, this happened to come to me via the miracle of a beer club. Uh, otherwise, I would not have done that, and I definitely wouldn't have gone with the beer that we're going to uh, review today. But to go over some of uh, Uinta's top notch, top quality beers, uh, Mark, you say you've had them before, but you don't remember which one it was, correct? Nope. Okay, moving on. I <laughs> know I don't. I don't remember a single beer that I've had. For, I know I've had them, but I don't know what I've had. Now, uh, their top two beers are actually both IPAs. There's a there's a Nosh IPA, and then there's an Imperial Black IPA. Uh, checking in at seven point three and nine point two percent ABV, uh, ninety six and ninety eight rating, uh, with ninety five and ninety eight in style. So both of the top ones get pretty high ratings. In fact, most of uh, Uinta's top rated beers uh, end up having pretty good ratings. Uh, they have a uh, barley wine. Uh, that's called the Anniversary Barley Wine, uh, 10.4% at 95. A, a double IPA uh, that is at 9.5%, which gets a 95. Their highest rated beer is a uh, is an Imperial Porter uh, called the Crooked Line Labyrinth Black Ale. Uh, that one gets a 100, and it is 13.2%. So I'm going to assume people were chugging that, and they're like, this is the best beer ever, and they just <laughs> rate it really high. Uh, it may be great, I don't know. Because their other barley wine... Uh, also gets or gets a 97 and it's 11.1 percent uh the only one that's a little bit lower the couple that are a little bit lower they're pumpkin and they're uh extra pale ales those both get ratings in the 40s uh but everything else you know 85 plus so pretty solid overall uh other than there are a couple specialty beers i figured out what i've had that's the baba black lager i've had that before i can't tell you anything about it but I've, that's the one i've had before is the baba <laughs> black lager Okay. Well, that is not in their top ten, so I don't know what that rates at. So let's uh, let's head into the wilds of Utah and let's find out about Uinta Brewing. Uinta. No, me me Uinta. Uinta Brewing Company was founded in 1993 by Will Hamill. It began in a 15 BBL brew house housed inside an old mechanics garage in Salt Lake City, Utah. The brewery expanded quickly, producing 2,000 barrels of beer in 1994 and adding a bottling machine in 1996. By the year 2000, growth was big enough to warrant a whole new brewery location, a 26,000 square foot building created specifically to brew beer and to house a 40 BBL brew house. As of 2015, Uinta Brewing can brew enough beer to fill 11 Olympic-sized swimming pools and distributes to over 35 states. Uinta, like many craft brewers, works local points of interest into their beer names. Their flagship beer, the Cutthroat Pale Ale, is named after Utah's state fish. The King's Peak Porter is named after Utah's tallest peak. Golden Spike Hefeweizen pulls its name from the spike used to commemorate the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad, which was completed in Utah. Lastly, the Dubby is named for the Utah Centennial Star. All right, the overall impression for a saison is that it should be a refreshing, medium to strong, fruity, slash spicy ale. 
with a distinctive yellow-orange color, highly carbonated, well-hopped, and dry with a quenching acidity, not that unlike Belgian beers themselves. And as we all know, Dustin hates a good Belgian, or a bad Belgian. He just hates Belgians in general. That is true. Now, I don't know that we actually discussed what beer we're doing here, that we are doing a saison, but we are doing a saison. And this is the fi- the farmside uh, saison from uh, Uinta. And I'm sure Uinta will be happy to know that uh, you said you found this in your <laughs> drawer. <laughs> that is true. That was my official description. Of where he kept uh, this beer. You know, we have, beer. We, you know, we have beer. We have beer fridges and we have drawers that, you know, we have the beers that we're probably not going to drink. And that's that's where this was. And I was like, you know what? we got to fight through a saison at some point. So let's try it. Let's, let's real- just do it. Maybe maybe this saison, maybe you into saison will turn me around and say, you know what, Mark? I like saisons. Well, the, the reality of a beer fridge is you have you have shelves and you have spaces for your standout brews. And then at least everybody who has a somewhat normal-sized fridge will have a catch-all drawer. And we just... It's, it's like your old vegetable crisper. You just yeah, turn that right. into the drawer of crap that you're not going to drink. And not necessarily crap. It's just your... Okay. Uh, well, I say crap. You keep calling, I say crap lovingly. You keep saying, you know, disparaging I mean words. it nice. I mean it nicely. It's, it's like, a catch-all for... Crap I'm not going to drink. I mean, it when you say it like that, it's not offensive. For me, it's more like it's beers I've either, either had commonplace, I consider sure. them common beers. Anybody can grab from that drawer. If they grab from another shelf, they'll get their hands cut off. Right. But from this drawer, feel free to grab from that, from the right. drawer. I don't mean it in a disparaging manner when I say shit. It's just the catch-all bin <laughs> for right. beers I may or may not drink and I don't care <laughs> as much about. It just means common. It's, that's, it, that's all it means. It means, it means if you breach in here... You're not going to get your hands cut off. If you, you can reach- drink that, I'll be like, oh, got that out of the drawer. But if, if you, you get- funny guy, what do you think of that guy? But if you reach around that drawer, you give the drawer a reach If you around, get something on the on the shelf, head, oh, man. Yeah, head, head is getting cut off. We're talking off. about broken fingers. We're talking about end of friendship. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's going to be unpleasant. Oh, I'm talking about hunting down your family and killing every yeah. last one of you. Well, we'll end the friendship because I'm going to kill you. And before you die, I'm going to force you to mate with your sibling. I'm going to take the beer that you did. I'm going to chug it. I'm going to chug right. the rest you didn't drink. I'm going to break the bottle. I'm going to slit your throat. I'm going to throw you out in the front. That's right. Next to the all That's the right. uh, next to all the fruit guys, we've already uh, That's right. you know head stomped. You're getting piled. You're gonna be out there. You're gonna be another corpse on the pile. Exactly. So, but if you get from the yeah. drawer, it's like, hey, yeah. buddy, it's an affection. That, that's cool, buddy. You enjoying the little beer guy, buddy? You enjoying that, buddy? Like, yeah, okay. So I get that. No, so I hope you appreciate that. You and there's a lot of buddies issued if you do that. A lot of buddies. You're not getting bloodied up here this time, <laughs> right? Exactly. A little you and buddy. Now this one is only sitting in an ABV of five point six percent. It's a little low for Mark. He prefers things that are uh, ten plus. That's true. But, but this one is at five point six. Uh, the commercial description is super thorough. It says ale brewed with white grape must and gooseberries. I don't know what a gooseberry is, or really what white grape must is. But I know what a white grape is. But what I know is, what a white grape is. What is a must? I don't know, and, and I don't know what a gooseberry is. It sounds like some kind of Nickelodeon Halloween show. Does it mean it's going to be musty? Maybe so. I don't know. I, evoking a dusty, musty quality. It could be something that should be in mothballs, maybe. Now the ratings scare me a little bit on this one because they're very wide. Uh, we have Beer Advocate that says it's eighty-four, which is labeled as good, so it should be good based on Beer Advocate. Then Rate Beer comes in and kicks us right in the taint and says, 46 overall, 18 in style. Um, the fact we don't like saisons, maybe 18 in style is a good thing. Uh, maybe that means it's good. Ooh. But then, you know what? You go, you go down to the dumps with that 18 in style, then you see Untapped, and you get brought up kind of mid-range because it says 3.52 on uh, 5,563 unique reviews. So... You know, you're like, okay, maybe it's okay. You go from really good to, oh my God, to, oh, it might be all right. So we're all over the place here with the with the three apps that we, uh, our go-to apps and our go-to descriptions. So a wide range of opinions on this beer. Yes, very much so. 
So let's get to the aroma on the Uinta Farmside Saison. Now, the we should say the Uinta's bottle. is kind of a bad name, i got to say. It's hard to pronounce. Um, I mean, I'm not saying anything about the brewery and overall. They might have some great beers. Yeah, Haven't let's, be, let's be honest. It's still a better name than the, bur- the Jim Brewery Brewery. You're right. It is better than that. There's Although no it doesn't doubt. allow us to play nice word games of uh, who's on first to uh, what's the name of your brewery brewery. That is true. It does. But it's more Googleable than Brewery. Uh, no, it's more unique for sure. Now the bottle itself is uh, like a sort of light green khaki esque. It's playful. It's got a a lady in a swimsuit swinging on a swinging on a tire in the middle of a river that is set in the middle of a farm. You having a fun little time there? Having a fun little time. Fun little uh, fun little summer beer. This is. Yeah, it's a very summer beer here in late November. Um, but it yeah. is. But it's still warm here. Right. Exactly. It's it's like ninety in Texas all the time. That's so right. The bees are pollinating 21. constantly. They're, right. They're confused all the time. <laughs> exactly. Now, um, Roma on this. Aroma. Yeah, Roma should be uh, spicy, aromatic, maybe a little bit uh, sour, a little bit hoppy, high fruitiness with low to moderate hop aroma, and moderate to no herb, spice, and or alcohol. Uh, it should be pretty much fruity all around. Uh, I'm going to say I think it hits that pretty well. I would say, I would agree with you, but the aroma is not very strong in this beer. It's not strong, but the, the aroma that is there does fit into the standard. Smells like it's got a little bit of a must, a musty smell to it. That's the great must. But that's pretty much typical of the Saison. That's pretty much true across the line. I think it hits the Saison quite well. No, com- no complaints about the style. I think it I think it hits the style nicely. It's definitely on fleek for Roma. Yes, it is. Appearance is often a distinctive pale orange, but maybe golden or amber in color. There is no correlation between strength and color. Uh, this is definitely a pale, 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 like straw-colored orange. It's a strong yeah, color orange. Yellow, I guess, it's then. almost yellow. There's a hint of orange, but it's yeah. almost yellow. The fact that we actually have lights on again today, I appreciate you paying the electric bill for two weeks in a row. You're Mark. welcome. And I can actually put this up to a light, and I do see it's mostly yellow with a hint, a hint of orange. Now, you know, I've always actually liked the appearance of Saison's. That's one of my favorite yeah, things about them. They're good-looking beers. They look they look very happy. It looks like a good time in a glass. It does. And though, although they frequently prove themselves wrong in experience, right. I agree. Appearance-wise. They look like they're a good time in a glass. If you're just judging a book by its cover. Yes. Then it's a good looking cover. They look like summertime fun in a glass. That's <laughs> exactly. what they look like. But unfortunately, when you actually get them get them uh, into your mouth bed, <laughs> right. it's an entirely different story. Exactly. It's it's a book with no writing, with no words in it most of the time. Now, speaking of putting it in your mouth bed, up next is flavor. And by the way, the head on this has retained uh, nicely in a tulip glass. A lot of carbonation. It is unfiltered, <laughs> hazy, but again, a, a good looking. Do you have do you have a head retention on yours? Because I, do. I don't. I do. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You like that? Yeah. I see that. You got none of that. And what happened here? I don't know. Two. We got. We're both in tulip glasses. Both here. in the uh, both in tulip glasses. Uh, almost the same tulip glass. And yeah, uh, my head is almost gone, and yours is still there. Yeah, I've got a nice pale white head. Very strange. So uh, flavor wise, it should be a combination of fruity and spicy flavors, supported by a soft malt character with a low to moderate alcohol presence and tart sourness. Mouthfeel should be light to medium body. The uh, no no hot alcohol or solventy character, very high carbonation so with an hot. effervescent quality. And I will say, just looking at it right now, it's very effervescent. Oh, it is definitely, no doubt about it. Sharp, sharp, uh, almost tart sourness, but that is on point <clears throat> for us. You know what? I'm pleasantly surprised by this beer. To be honest with you, uh, I do and think there's there's definitely a tartness there. And you're someone who doesn't enjoy the saison typically. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't because it has kind of a Belgian-y quality to it. Usually, you like sours, but you don't like Belgians, so it doesn't work for you. Correct. Generally, with a saison, right? Correct. But I, th- I feel like this one has a lot of tartness to it, which is actually a good thing. I think it balances out the Belgian-y qualities. I would agree. There's still some earthy tones there. 
There's a little bit of Kwame Captain Planet in there. But it's not... Oh, he's there. I mean, you can't get rid of him totally in a sizzle. He's he's been diminished as he should be. You can, like, bury him up to his neck where he's just screaming, don't kill me. Right. You can do that to him. He can still activate his ring so we can summon Captain Planet. You can't kill him, uh, but you can bury him to where you barely know he's there. Right. He can still breathe and eat and get a... Exactly. Yeah, get all kinds of fat shoved down his throat to fatten him up like a goose. Exactly. But as long as he's buried, you know, in the earth he loves, uh, then, you know, I, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, I... Low peppery yeast, uh, you know, peppery. I think that's actually a good. I think that's actually a good description. There's a little bit. Of, there's definitely tartness. Not a little bit. There's definitely tartness, and then there is a little peppery element to it. I would say there. The it's not as sour as I would have expected this beer to be. Peppery. It's like a. It's like a white pepper type yeah. of taste. It's a light pepper. It's not overly in your face pepper bomb by any stretch. It's definitely like a white subtle pepper. Like a no, white it's pepper. subtle for sure. Um, but it's a nice contrast with the sourness. And I'm typically someone who doesn't enjoy a sour beer. Right. I'm not a sour fan, generally. And so I can kind of appreciate the mm-hmm. um, the white pepper flavors blending with the sour to give me something that's actually drinkable. Uh, body-wise, it's super smooth. Uh, it's definitely not heavy. I mean, you wouldn't expect a Saison to be heavy. Uh, it's it's It dissipates fairly quickly. There's not a whole lot of lingering elements to it. And a little bit of the tartness, but overall it dissipates pretty well. Um, so no complaints on the on the mouthfeel for me. It is it is drying, and which it's I don't drying. which I don't typically appreciate in beer. I'm not a you know that serves champagne quality. I don't typically like that, but I also have to acknowledge that that is on it's on point for the style. So yeah, part, absolutely. It's, part of one of the reasons it's not why. my preference, but yeah. yes, I, I it is on point for the style for sure. It's one of the negatives of the style that I don't enjoy, but uh, to me the flavors are working outside that <clears> that quality. See, I feel like most saisons I've had are not... They don't have enough of the sour... Uh, or the sour tartness to counter out the Belgian. I feel like Belgian is kind of prominent in a lot of saisons. Uh, this one, I would say, like we've said, it's just... It's not. Um, but the negative of that is that Kwame's still there, and he's still drying your tongue out. Since he exists, he's going to dry you out some. Uh, so that that's kind of the negative side of it. But that's saisons. I mean, like you said... It's supposed to be there, and it's supposed to act like that. Yeah, so it's pretty much on point. So, ratings. So, coming into this uh, particular review, I was a little concerned that I would find anything good about this, just based on other saisons I've had. Generally, I taste it. I'm like, this is disgusting. I throw it at you, smash it up against your skull, and that's how it goes. So, you've had, like, blood saison mixed drippings in your mouth several times. Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh, right. something I consider a regular part, a, a very fun part of the summertime culture. When we normally drink this, is getting <laughs> exactly. a massive head wound, becoming massive head wound Harry. Right. Another reference for the kids. Massive head wound Mark, which yeah. doesn't make it doesn't flow as well, but that's yeah. what you are. But it is true. But so, in any case, I, I didn't expect to like this, um, and I have to say, my initial thoughts are: this is a very surprising beer to me. Uh, I like the tart, fruity taste it has. Uh, again, like I've said. At nauseum, probably people are like, man, can this guy quit talking about this? I'm not a Belgian fan. But uh, you have to mention that, considering that it is a saison and you have a Belgian base. Um, that being said, I think the tart fruity flavor uh, really takes it over uh, quite well. It's so prominent. Uh, this beer is very carbonated, too, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I actually think that lends to a nice light summer beer. Uh, which the carbonation I, I find to be enjoyable, actually, uh, mixed in with the tart-free taste. Um, I think it's a definitely a nice light summer beer. You could uh, 
be singing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, kicking your feet in the pool and drinking a couple of saisons of this, uh, a couple of uh, Uenta's uh, saisons, and you'd be very happy. I mean, it'd be straight out of 1985, and uh, you'd be just enjoying life. You'd be reading your tax statements by the pool, and everyone would be happy. Um, I think if it's hot, this is a great beer for when it's hot. I think it's super light. It's not going to sit heavy in your stomach. Um, I saw one review that said it had a, a touch of sweet tart candy tartness. Uh, I think that's true. I think that it does have a bit of that. It's not quite as sugary, not quite as tart as that, but it's it's definitely got a lot more tartness than most saisons I've ever had. Uh, it has a little bit of green grape taste, which is good. Uh, a little lemon juice, perhaps, uh, and all that together uh, really makes this a quite enjoyable saison. So, for a category that we are known to hate, and for a particular beer that I had no expectations for, it blew me away. Way to go! Uh, so for that farm side, I'm going to give you a four out of five. I'm going to give this beer the name of Beyonce's Lemonade because you think it's, oh, it's nice, sweet, it's catchy, whatever, but it's got a little bit of bite to it. It's got a little bit of earthy bite to it. There's a little gravitas there in this beer. It's a, ref- it's a refreshing beer at the same time as it, uh, kind of leaves you wanting cause you definitely are going to need a giant glass of water sure. after you finish one of these beers. So, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, douchers will refer to beer as uh, beer being crushable. Um, I don't, I hate that term first of all, cause it's, it's too, there's too much bro culture there, but I guess if you want to take the meaning of the word crushable, meaning you can down several of these beers without really feeling the weight of it. Uh, yeah, it's crushable. I guess you could down a sixer of this with no yeah. problem. It reminds me very much of a child's lemonade stand in some ways, because it's very much like the tart generic, uh, lemonade that some dumb kid would put out their lemonade stand and charge you five bucks for, and then run away screaming in happiness because you just funded their latest uh, Masters of the Universe playset. Marcus did that basically. That's a recap of his childhood. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It reminds me of that. It's generic uh, lemonade, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because there's nothing wrong with some nice generic lemonade in the middle of a hot summer. Although we're in the middle in the the middle of a dreary winter right now, <laughs> but uh, we're trying it's to so find snowy some, outside right now. We're trying to find some uh, sunshine in our lives. We needed a ray of sunshine, and uh, I think this was kind of a ray of sunshine in the glass. I was hoping to walk on sunshine. Well, it's not possible. Hmm. That's true. You would you would die. That's you would true. get. I I don't know what superpowers the not Casey and the Sunshine Band, but Katrina and the Waves had <laughs> as they were battling with Casey and the Sunshine Band. But right, yeah, they were all instantly they instantly died. They were burned up. What we saw in that video and in that song was uh, uh, simulacrums. They were life model decoys of. Uh, the uh, Katrina and the waves, right? It's so. more like it's more like Millhouse and the Simpsons when he touched a star and his arm evapora- evaporated. That's yeah, more that like, too. That that's, would actually that's happen. More true to life. Yes. Yeah, that would Absolutely. actually happen. Yeah, that would actually happen. Absolutely. Right. Um, this is a beer that if you enjoy jorts, this is a good beer to go with jorts, uh, Javi. This is a lot better than those uh, Mexican light lagers you're trying to bring into the country. Uh, this that is. Guy, uh, man. Uh, if you want, look. If you're thinking, hmm, maybe I want a Corona light. Uh, no, uh, just throw that bottle against uh, against someone's head. And go grab yourself uh, one of these uh, farmside saisons. It's a much better representation of something light uh, that has a lot of flavor to it. If you enjoy the tartar flavors, it's a little um, a little too lemony for me at times, but that's okay. It's a summer beer, and I get that. Even though we're celebrating it in winter, um, and a little too drying for me, but there's also a quality of the beer. And I understand that. It's just that, you know, for your benefit... And he's old and dry, so he's kind of bitter about that. For your benefit, though, if you drink one of these beers, you're going to want to pair it with a glass of water. So it's going to keep you well hydrated because of that. It's a a natural quality of the Saison beer because you want to pair this with a glass of water. So you're not going to get too drunk with this beer, even with low ABV. So well-balanced beer, glass of sunshine in your hand. It looks damn good. Um, 
no major complaints about this beer other than I just there's certain things about the style I don't enjoy in general. But that's not Ewan's fault. That's the the style's fault, and I blame the BJCP. Uinta. What did I say? Uint. Nah, whatever. Uint. Uinta. <laughs> uh, what's an A between brothers? Uh, so I'm going to give this beer also a four out of four, or four out of five, <laughs> or a four out of four. That gives us a final score of. <laughs> Four out of five? <laughs> Let's get out of here. You can't do math anymore. All right. Well, thanks for listening to yet another episode of Brew Bloods. We appreciate it. Uh, if you like this show, you might enjoy our other show called The Break Room. You can find a Break Room on TV. You might not. It's a little more adult. Uh, sometimes a little more sassy. Sometimes not. Often not. But definitely a little more adult. Uh, if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. It also doesn't exist listeners. regularly. True. It might happen a couple of mo- uh, a couple times a month, if you're lucky. Uh, if you do us a favor, if you have a friend that uh, likes craft beer and they're not listening to the show, maybe they listen to some other beer podcast. Maybe they listen to NPR. Maybe they're out. just reading beer blogs. You got to tell your friend, look, friend, I'll go out. we're in the age of idiocracy. Nobody reads anymore. We only <laughs> listen. We only watch. Uh, we're voyeuristic in this world. So go listen to the Brew Boys. That's what, exactly what you should we be We watch All My Balls and listen to podcasts. Exactly. We don't read. Who reads anymore? Text is for losers. <laughs> Uh, we'd appreciate it Just tell your friend Show them what an RSS feed is Show them how to subscribe to the show We'd appreciate it uh, Check us on all the social networks uh, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter And the occasional Snapchat If you have any feedback on the show You can email us at Brewbloodsshow at gmail.com Or you can call us 469-573-BEER That's 469-573-2337 Or you can find us on reddit.com Slash r slash brewbloods Catch you guys next week For yet another episode of Brewbloods Brewbloods Where we'll do things uh, We'll rate things One out of five not like one out of four. <laughs> <laughs>